Welcome back to the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. It's this fantabulous record-breaking Friday afternoon here in town, Des Moines, Iowa. I am clearly your hostess with the mostest, Mackenzie Brooks, a.k.a. the Mac Truck, a.k.a. your entirely worst nightmare and a bag of chips. We're here to discuss all the sports per normal. Got a short docket for you. A little bit lengthy in terms of details. I'm going to give you an update on the Kansas City Super Bowl parade shootings. I'm going to talk Caitlin Clark and her history breaking the all-time women scoring D1 record last night back home at Colorado Arena. Going to have more college basketball recap. Baseball countdown. I'm so excited for baseball. And, of course, NBA recap. So we're going to get into it starting with our update on the shooting in Kansas City. For those of you who did not um, join us last show, we did speak about the unfortunate uh, tragedy that happened during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade back home in Kansas City. Um, There was now an update in terms of um, the amount of injuries that happened. There was just about 22 injuries and one fatality. A local DJ was killed in that um, tragedy. Uh, Lisa Galvin Lopez, uh, local DJ and mother of two. Um, Taylor Swift also donated, uh, I believe, $1 $1 million to the family and uh, some of the relief funds for that situation. Um, two juveniles do remain in custody. Um, no names have been released, obviously, because they are juveniles. However, they do have two juveniles still in custody and are being charged for that shooting. Um, there was a third shooter suspect, um, but after police discovered the evidence, uh, the adult was eventually released without um, any charges because the evidence did show that he was not involved or they were not involved rather in said um, shooting. There were just about 1 million fans downtown Casey during the parade of this. Um, This is now the 48th mass mass shooting rather um, in the United States so far in the year of 2024 and we're only just about halfway through the second month. Um, the shooting was a personal dispute between um, those two juveniles and a couple of adults in the area. Um, but the fact that they had to result to shooting because of a disagreement is completely asinine and crap. Um, and that's, you know, just a, another conversation we're going to get into later. Uh, shell casings and... Um, such were found from the firing weapon um, at the scene. Um, There's not been much of an update in terms of the types of gun, things like that. Um, All ages from the injured range from ages 8 to ages 47. Um, So obviously a huge realm of um, age discrepancies in terms of the injured and uh, fatality that we did have with that. Um, tragedy, our hearts and and prayers and positive vibes still go out to those families and victims that were involved in such a thing. Um, As I stated again, uh, evidence for a third suspect um, was reviewed and that third uh, suspect who was an adult uh, was released on that, um, disproving them being involved in the shooting. Uh, Look forward to more 
um, updates when it comes to that. I know um, there's been some since I have recorded this podcast today. So we're going to move on from our somber note and move into some just some sports, you know, normal sports uh, going on here. So again, just to recap, UFC 298 is tomorrow night on pay-per-view ESPN. So if you are a UFC fan, look forward to that. The World Featherweight title, Alex Alexander Volkanovsky versus Ilya Taporia. And I'm excited for that fight. It's going to be a good one. Moving into some basketball here. going to start with, obviously, women's college basketball recap. Starting at the top of our docket. Number one, South Carolina goes into Lady Volunteer territory and plays the Lady Volunteers and snags a good one on the road. Um, on Thursday night, 66 to 55 in favor of the South Carolina Lady Gamecocks. Camilla Cordoza, who was just out for two games while preparing for the U.S. Olympic or the Olympic trials, um, basketball game rather for her respective country, which I believe is Puerto Rico. Um, Cordoza drops 18 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists. Um, Rakia Jackson for the Tennessee Lady Volunteers drops 19 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. Gamecock and Lady Vol stats here as it stands team-wise, 40% across the board in favor of the Gamecocks for South Carolina to a 32.3% for the Vols. Three-point percentage as it stands, 22.2, again, in favor of the Gamecocks to 11.8, which is really interesting to me that this three-point percentage for the Lady Volunteers was rather low, but when you're playing the number one undefeated team in the country in terms of women's basketball, that's what you're going to get. Uh, Turnovers here also going to favor the Gamecocks, 12 turnovers to 13 for the Lady Vols. And finally, to round out this first recap on the Mack Truck Podcast, 49 rebounds to 42 also in favor of the Gamecocks. Moving on to our second game in the docket here, number 19, Syracuse Lady Orange go visit the Lady Hurricanes in Miami and get a, another 11-point win we have here on the docket. 71-60, uh, to 60, Georgia Woolley for the Lady Orange drops 24 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Cheyenne Day-Wilson drops 11 points, one rebound, and two assists. Uh, Lady Orange and Lady Hurricane team stats here as it stands. Field goal percentage across the board, 43.9 in favor of the Lady Orange to a 39.7 for the Lady Hurricanes. Moving on to our three-point percentages here, 31.6 in favor of Syracuse to a 28.6 in favor, or not in favor, rather, of the Hurricanes. Turnovers also going to favor um, the Syracuse Lady Orange here, 12 turnovers to 15 of the Hurricanes. And finally, rebounds also going to favor them, 38 rebounds to 33 in favor of the Syracuse Lady Orange. Uh, Moving on to the next game in our docket here. Number 12, Virginia Tech visits Carol Lawson in the Lady Blue Devils and gets a good one here. Good tight uh, 61-point win to 56 in favor of the Virginia Tech Hokies. Elizabeth Kitley, the big post herself, 34 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist. Ashlyn Jackson for the Lady Blue Devils and Coach Carol Lawson drops 18 points, two rebounds, and two assists on the day. Team stats here for both ladies' teams here. Field goal percentage, 40.7 in favor of the Hokies to a 36.5 
three-point percentage across the board. Going to be dead even smack at 27.8 apiece. Uh, turnover is going to favor the Hokies as well, 11 turnovers to 14. And rebounds as well, dead smack even at 35 apiece. Going to the next game on our docket here for our ladies recap, going to be NC State number six going into the number 16 Notre Dame Fighting Irish pick up a big one on the road for the Wolfpack, 59 to 43. Madison Hayes for the NC State Wolfpack drops 16 points, five rebounds, and two assists. Maddie Westbeld for the Lady Fighting Irish drops 14 points, nine rebounds, and zero assists. Team stats for both here as it stands 42.9% to a 26.9 in favor of the Wolfpack. Three-point percentage here also going to favor the NC State Wolfpack, 50% across the board to a 16.7. Super, super low for the Lady Fighting Irish of the number 16 Notre Dame um, women's basketball team. Turnovers also going to favor the Wolfpack here, 13 turnovers to the Irish 15. And rebounds here actually going to favor the Lady Fighting Irish. 40 rebounds to 47 for the Lady Fighting Irish. Moving on to our next game on the women's docket here. The number 18 Louisville Cardinals go into Boston College and pick up a big win, big tight win here, 69-67. Nina Rickards drops 16 points, three rebounds, and two assists for the Lady Cardinals. Dontavia Wagner, who is a very electric player. She's a kind of a sleeper, and I was kind of surprised that she hasn't been more relied upon in terms of Boston College's current uh, standings. Uh, she's going to go ahead and drop uh, 22.6 rebounds and four assists. Team stats for the Cardinals and Eagles game as it stands, 40, 45.6% field goal per percentage across the board in favor of the Cardinals to the Eagles, 44.1. Three-point percentage here going to favor the Lady Eagles. Um, the Louisville Cardinals, 16.7 to a 22.2. Turnovers also going to favor the Lady Eagles here. 24 turnovers for the Cardinals to 18 turnovers. And rebounds here are, are going to favor the Cardinals. 39 rebounds to 27. Moving on to one of our final games here on our Ladies Recap for the Mac Truck Podcast here. Number 17, Gonzaga goes to visit St. Mary and picks up a giant win, 96 to 68. Kaylin Truong for the Lady Bulldogs drops 20 points, two rebounds, and four assists. Zero Lee Acuso drops 16 points, two rebounds, and two assists. Team stats for the Bulldogs and Gales as it stands. 50% across the board, field goal percentage in favor of the Zags to 45.1. Three-point percentage across the board going to favor the Gulls here. Um, 45.5 for the Gonzaga Bulldogs to 53.6 for those goals over there in Boston College. Uh, 11 turnovers to 19 in favor of Gonzaga and 44 rebounds to 21 again in favor of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Moving on to our final game on the ladies' docket here. And this is going to be a little bit lengthy, so I do apologize. If you were anywhere close to Carver Hawkeye Arena or anywhere close to a television screen, you'll know that Caitlin Clark is now the all-time women's Division I NCAA college basketball scoring leader. 
as it stands. We'll get into that here in just a second. The Michigan Wolverines come into Carver-Hawkeye Arena and drop a big one, 89-106. Jordan Hobbs for the Michigan Lady Wolverines dropped 16 points, five rebounds, and one assist. While Caitlin Clark has herself a night while only needing eight points to crack Kelsey Plum's old record. Caitlin Clark drops 49 points, five rebounds, and 13 assists. 13 assists on a shooting night that was all about her, and she still, when it was about her, made it about her team. If anybody watched the halftime interview that Holly Rowe did, with Caitlin Clark, she literally said, you know, it's so great to be in such great company with her teammates and her family and all her supporters, but she said the defense has to be better, and I was here for it. I was here for it, and people are being wildly outlandish when it comes to Caitlin Clark and what she said. People are like, oh, she's bashing her team now. No, she's literally saying they need to get the hell back on defense and play better defense. Like, offense was being was being lights out. Michigan started to creep back, and literally, Caitlin Clark, all she said was their defense has to be better. There was zero team bashing. So all of you who want to get on this goofy-ass high horse about, oh, she's selfish and she's bashing her team. No, learn sports, damn it. Like, be better at sports, please. Team stats for both um, the Wolverines and Hawkeye game here. The field goal percentage across the board is pretty close. Uh, 51 and a half for the Wolverines to a 53.1 in favor of Iowa. Three-point percentages across the board, uh, 15.8 to a 51.4 for the Lady Hawkeyes. Turnovers also going to favor Iowa here. 14 turnovers for Michigan to 12 turnovers for Iowa. And finally, in terms of team stats, 35 rebounds for the Wolverines in favor of the Wolverines to 29 rebounds of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now here's some, just some information, some stats for those who haven't been following Caitlin Clark's um, record-breaking streak uh, track as it, um, as it stands. So again, Caitlin Clark is now the all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. She passes Kate, uh, Kelsey Plum's uh, previous record um, in, that was set in 2017. Kelsey Plum had 3,527 points. Caitlin Clark now has 3,569 points and counting. There are still four games left in the regular season. One of those games coming up, they go to Bloomington, Indiana to face the number 14 Indiana Lady Hoosiers and Mackenzie Holmes over there back in Indiana. That game's going to be nuts to watch as well. Um, Caitlin Clark also breaks the two records. That was the one record by Hannah Stolke that was just set 10 days ago back at Carver Hawkeye Arena when Hannah Stolke dropped 47 points um, in Carver Hawkeye Arena. She cemented herself on the list. Caitlin Clark had already been cemented on that list uh, about four times before yesterday, then turns around and breaks it, breaks Hannah Stolke's record of 47 points, and then breaks Megan Gustafson's record of 48 points, and now being the all-time leading scorer in a single game at Carver Hawkeye Arena with 49 points as it stands right now for Caitlin Clark. Um, Caitlin Clark hit the logo three to break the record. And I said on the last podcast that I did how she was going to break it. And she didn't quite do it in the order that I predicted, but she did do it. She got the layup for two and drained three uh, 
three three point or two three pointers back to back, and it was kind of lovely to watch. My friend Zeb and I, who I had on the show earlier this week, he said she's gonna step back and hit a logo three, and I'll be damned if she didn't cross over at half court and drill that thing. And during the half the halftime interview and the post game interview, she constantly talked about. She's like, I wasn't really sure if it was gonna go in, but I told the team that if I get a transition, I'm pulling up, and that's by God what she did, and I was for it. Um, Caitlin Clark is 80 points away from breaking the AIAW record set by then Kansas Jayhawk um, phenom Lynette Woodard in the 70s. So she's 80 points from that, and she's 98 points from breaking Pistol Peach record. So in total, she has 178 points to grab the other two scoring records. I don't know if it's going to be done in the regular season. She may grab the AIAW record from Lynette Woodard. Um, by the end of the regular season and then obviously depending on how far she goes um, into the March Madness tournament with the Iowa Hawkeyes will depend on how fast she uh, breaks Pistol Pete's record and I'm telling you when that happens I think the entire world is going to fall apart Um, I do have a debate question that I'm going to try to say before the end of the podcast itself Um, and if not we're going to get into it for the next episode moving on to our men's basketball recap for college here. Um, men's basketball recap. Temple Owls go in to FAU, number 24 for the men, to face them. Uh, drop it by 12 points here, uh, 68 to 80. Jordan Riley uh, for the Temple Owls drops 19.6 rebounds and one assist. FAU's John L. Davis, again for the Owls, um, 17 points, five rebounds, and six assists. Six assists, excuse me. Field goal percentages and team stats for both Owls teams, 42.1% for Temple to a 49.1% in favor of FAU. Three-point percentages across the board, 292 to a 41.4%, again, in favor of FAU. Going to have nine turnovers apiece for both teams and 33 rebounds to 36 rebounds, again, in favor of FAU. So all the stats and formula to give them that 12-point win over the Temple Owls. Moving on to our last game here um, in our men's college basketball recap here on the Mac Truck Podcast. The Minnesota Golden Gophers go into Zach Edie and Purdue territory of the Boilmakers at number two. Um, they do drop a decent one here, 76 to 84. Dawson Garcia for the Minnesota Golden Gopher men's team drops 24 points, three rebounds, and two assists. While Zach Eady, that big, big man, giant man, forced to be reckoned with, man, put the hammer down on him, also dropping 24 points, 15 rebounds, and two assists. Team stats here for both gentlemen's teams. Going to look pretty similar, uh, 44.1% across the board field goal percentage for the Golden Gophers to a 47.5 in favor of Zach Eady and the Purdue Boilermaker men. Three-point percentages across the board going to favor the Gophers here, 48% even to a 47.4, again, in favor of the Golden Gophers. Five turnovers to 10 turnovers, also in favor of the Golden Gophers and 27 rebounds to 44 rebounds in favor of the Purdue Boilermaker men. So that does round out our uh, college basketball recap and such in terms of stats, game lines, record-breaking. Um, I'm for it. Moving on to our NBA recap here. The Memphis Grizzlies go into Milwaukee Buck territory and grab the 
win on the road, 118-110. to Zaire Williams for the Memphis Grizzlies drops 27 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists. While the Greek freak over there for the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, drops 35 points, 4 rebounds, and 12 assists. Um, and this game, also won by the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, is out is without a John Morant who just had shoulder uh, shoulder procedure and without a Marcus Smart who I believe is injured as well. Um, so big stats, big game here uh, to pick up the win on the road for the Grizzlies. Grizzlies and Bucks team stats here. Field goal percentage across the board, 53% to a 46.7 in favor of the Grizzlies. Three-point percentages across the board, 50% even to a 25% for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, turnover is going to favor the Bucks here. Uh, 16 turnovers for the Grizzlies to 14. And finally, rounding out this first game recap of the NBA 40 rebounds to 44 in favor of the Milwaukee Bucks. And it sounds like the Bucks just had a, one of a kind of an off night. Um, but again, any given day, you can rise and fall to the occasion. Doesn't matter what your position, what sport. It, it, it matters what you bring to the table when it comes game time with your team. Moving on to my Golden State Warriors who have been on kind of a tear, and I'm kind of excited, especially with this person who I'm about to mention here in a second. Golden State Warriors go into the Utah Jazz and grab a tight one on the road, 140-137. to 137. Clay Thompson comes off the bench. First player since Ian Clark in 2017 to drop 35 points off the bench. Clay Thompson goes off, drops 35 points, six rebounds, and two assists. Colin Sexton, who also has himself a night Drops 35 points, three rebounds, and nine assists as well. Team stats for the Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz game as it stands. Field goal percentage is going to be 53.3 in favor of Golden State to a 41.2. Three-point percentages across the board also going to favor Golden State here. 47.6 to a 44.9. Turnovers also going to favor Golden State here. 13 turnovers to 16 turnovers. And finally, rounding out this NBA recap here. 41 rebounds in favor of Utah with a 48 rebound total for those gentlemen over there. Um, still, again, with the, the three-point win, tight three-point win on the road for the Golden State Warriors. I'm excited. There's good basketball being played. There's sports all, all around. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little cotton mouth. <clears throat> Sometimes we got to slow down when we talk about or else we can't get words out of our mouth. Anywho, going on to our final game here in terms of the NBA recap, the Minnesota Timberwolves travel to Portland, um, which is Damian Lillard's former team, and it has himself a night all around. Grabs the win on the road, 128-91. to Anthony Edwards, who is one of probably one of my favorite NBA players, and I've followed him coming out of Georgia. Anthony Edwards is a dog. Like, he's a dog. I just, oh, man, I just love watching him outside of watching my Golden State Warriors. Like, Anthony Edwards is a dog. He has himself a night as well. Drops 34 points, six rebounds, and seven assists. Jeremy Grant also has himself a little bit of a night. 20 points, two rebounds, and zero assists. Team stats for the Minnesota Timberwolves and Portland Trailblazers game as it stands. Field goal percentages across the board going to be 51.1 to a 37.6 in favor of Minnesota. Three-point percentages across the board going to be 36.7 to a 26.7. 
in favor of the Timberwolves. Again, turnover is going to favor them as well. 14 turnovers to 15 turnovers. And finally, rounding out our NBA recap here, 53 rebounds to 35 rebounds in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we're going to peel back for just a second here. Um, Again, so many good sports, so much is happening. It's good quality. If you're not watching the sport at face value, like I always say, what are you really doing with your life in terms of being a sports fan? Like, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. Let's call it what it is. At this point, sports are happening at a high level. And now is the best time to get involved in watching sports, whether you're a casual fan, whether you want to learn more about your teams, athletes, now is the best time to do it especially before spring and summer come when we have softball, baseball, um, gearing up for the Olympics. It's going to be hot, going to take off. Um, Moving into our countdown for baseball. I can't wait. Baseball is one of my favorite sports. Softball is also one of my favorite sports. I love the springtime because it's just a time where you can, you know, call out of work one day or take a half a day and go to a day game. Um, if you're here in Des Moines, we have we got the Iowa Cubs. If you're in Cedar Rapids, um, there's there's a couple Triple um, A teams down there, and and it's it's getting to that time to where baseball's coming, and you get to see, you know sit at the bar and hang out with your friends and watch watch the game, whether it's on the TV or on the jumbo screen or in the stadium. I'm excited. 41 days until baseball season starts. Also, Rob Manfred, the current MLB commissioner stated yesterday that his tenure would end in early 2029. And from some of the people that I have been speaking to in terms of um, fandom and deep, deep, deep uh, baseball fanatics are kind of excited. And I can't say that I blame him. Sometimes when you've had a tenure for so long, it just, it becomes repetitive and people aren't super, um, you know, on board with some of the changes and decisions. So we'll look forward to seeing who they name the new commissioner after 2029, which is still a couple of years away, obviously. Then just hopping into a little New York Yankees news here. Um, Corey Kluber is now going to be a advisor for the New York Yankees. Um, if you know who Corey Kluber is, then I don't need to tell you. If you do not know, Corey Kluber is one of the best pitchers in baseball, folks. Stepping off the mound, retired a couple years ago, I believe. Hopping into the front office for the New York Yankees, the most winningest franchise in sports. I don't care about your opinions because it's true. The tangibles do not lie. Argue with your mama, but not the Mack truck because you will lose if you're just joining in. Again, welcome back to the Mack Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. If you are just hopping in, you will have to listen to the playback for all the information we went over men's and women's college basketball recap, Caitlin Clark making history, um, NBA news and notes. We went over all that good stuff. Now, I'm going to leave you guys with this question here. Again, like I said, a little bit shorter podcast, got through a lot, um, did some recaps. Here's some opinions. This is a question that I posted on my Facebook page, which was actually inspired by a question from somebody else in a Facebook page or a sports group, rather. When did it become? such a perlative subject in terms of deciding what criteria we use when we insert athletes into the conversation of being the greatest of all time. 
in their respective sport. And I'm not just asking this because Caitlin Clark's name has been thrown around many times. That's not the case at all. Although, because Caitlin Clark just broke the record for D1 scoring in women's college basketball, obviously that's going to be at the top in terms of topics of discussion. Um, And let's just take into consideration that people that we already consider goats of their respective sport, basketball, football, women's basketball, men's basketball, things like that, have already inserted her name into said conversation with them. So why is it that we have to automatically equate goatness to tangible hardware? It literally should be a combination of tangible hardware, team hardware, individual accolades, and how that person impacted the sport. Literally, it should not just be about how many rings or national championships we have. Like, that's that's great. Tangibles are awesome. That's obviously how you measure how, you know, you impact the game on a physical level. But let's just take it back and look at what Caitlin Clark has done the past four seasons. It has been astronomical, and it literally has been year after year after year since her COVID season or her freshman season during COVID to now. From 2020 to 2024, Caitlin Clark has done nothing but create records and break records, create records and break records, and constantly her and the team are getting better. It's not even just her. She's getting better because the team's getting better. The team's getting better because she's getting better. Coaching staff, everything across the board. So when people sit here and throw out these outlandish, like, oh, she doesn't have any rings. She's not a leader. She doesn't she doesn't get to be considered. First of all, who on earth are you to say that she's not a leader because she doesn't have a national championship ring? Last time I checked, the world doesn't always see things the same way so who are you or anybody else to say oh because she doesn't have a national championship ring she doesn't get to be considered a goat that's your opinion and you are absolutely entitled to that but what you cannot do or shouldn't do rather is tell people that this is exactly how everybody else thinks that's not how everybody else thinks that is not how people think everybody has their own opinions in and criteria in terms of what is what's goaded, what shouldn't be goaded, A, B, C, D, E, and F. Like it's strictly um like in my opinion, it's an opinion based conversation. And it's always going to be that way until we start to try to figure out what criteria we're going to use in terms of talking about being a goat. We're gonna get into that more for the next show. Little bit again, a little bit shorter show, lots of stuff we covered, kind of went through it fast. I wanted to make sure that we got all the content that we possibly could for the show rounding out the week. Again, this is the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. I'm going to recap some more of this. Be safe out here, guys. It's a little rough. We've got all kinds of wild things happening. Just be sure you're you're taking care of one another, taking care of yourselves. Um If you are not following us, please do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. The Facebook group is also being worked on as well. YouTube channel is almost done, so we're going to be putting content on there. Got the first part of our merchandise. So if you're following us, make sure you look because I'm about to post a thing as soon as I eat my little lunchy lunch lunch. But honestly, guys, I am still super glad that I get to be afforded the time and place and space to have this platform and chat sports and talk my shit and run my mouth and be goofy just with everybody else. I appreciate everybody 
taking the time to give me the feedback and everything. I really, really appreciate it. Again, this has been the Mac Truck Podcast here on Spotify and wherever else you get your audio streaming pleasure. If you don't know how to podcast, bang that damn follow button. And in the illustrious words, again, of Ellen DeGeneres, as I always say, be kind to one another. Hey, y'all, if you're truly looking for a way to spice up or enhance the look and design of your business, go ahead and check out CCR Web Design and Graphic Design by Camilo Rodriguez. Camilo does web design, graphic design, logo creation, and website setup. Go ahead and call 515-313-7343 or email ccr 515 dot webflow.io let them know that Mackenzie Brooks the Mac truck sent you if you're truly looking to enhance your business and its design Camilo and the CCR web design crew are the ones who created the logo for this podcast the Mac truck podcast they did wonderful work we're working on so many other things with them as well including the setup of our website so again that's CCR web design and graphic design by Camilo Rodriguez and the web crew over there. Again, they do web design, graphic design, logo creation, and website setup. Again, the phone number is 515-313-7343. And the email is ccr515.webflow.io. Hello, wonderful world. If you are looking for a new way to spice up or enhance the fashion that are in your closet, go ahead and check out the In My Bag Apparel line by Evan Bradfield. Go ahead and download the WhatNot app for up to $200 worth of credit when you order through the WhatNot app. Go ahead and follow the In My Bag Apparel page on Instagram at in my underscore bag 2023 and also go ahead and follow evan bradfield field himself on social media on facebook and instagram again that's the in my bag apparel crew and designs by evan bradfield if you have not checked out his line and you are literally looking to spice up your closet go ahead and check out his line he has all kinds of different designs, different artists working on different pieces and making his line the most eccentric it can possibly be. If you're ready to step up to the challenge, go ahead and check him out on Instagram. That's In My Bag Apparel by Evan Bradfield. Hey guys, it's finally time for y'all to start thinking about enhancing your barbering experience. If you live in the Des Moines or surrounding area, go ahead and check out Truth Barbering Shop, 6563 University Avenue, Windsor Heights, Iowa. Shop hours are 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday to Saturday. Go ahead and get your appointments booked with Spicy Sal the Barber on booksy.com or facebook.com. Chris Fats the Barber, Dixon himself on booksy or facebook.com and dupe the truth williams the barber himself as well 
on Booksy or Facebook.com. Again, 6563 University Avenue, Windsor Heights, Iowa. Phone number is going to be 515-650-3258. Go ahead and tell them the Mack truck sent you. Again, it's time for y'all to start spicing up or even to start thinking about spicing up that barbering experience. Check out Truth Barbering Shop right now.